American Horror Story Hotel is over. Wow. Thank God. And I bet you thought our podcast about it was over, (laughs) but no, we're still here. We're alive. Well, we kept, you know, I feel like the last one was like, wow, we got it out on time. You know, we're finally hitting our stride. And that's when we decided that we had no stride. We were not going to stride anymore at all. Yeah, so it's like a time jump from December 2015 to January 2026. Yeah. But you know what? Like, I want to say about about that, that I really enjoyed now as bad as the show became i actually started <laughs> to really enjoy watching it because right. i think my problem all season long has been i've been watching every episode taking notes like what are we going to talk about you, you taking know what notes the, taking notes oh, yeah man you know, that's why you. i've been so thought no I mean, not like <laughs> notes notes you know but like oh this thing happened but you know just like paying attention and then these last four episodes i just kind of watched i was you know i got i'm gonna have to talk about a couple things but like i was like you know checking my internet as well sure. and yeah, I think that's how American Horror Story is meant to be watched. Yeah. Kind of like passively, like, oh, that's cool. Like, oh, that's crazy that it just happened. You know, go back to making dinner. Um, and I really enjoyed it as a result. Even yeah. As- I, I think you, you think about it a lot in, like, today's era of television where you, like, you hear a lot of times, like, that's not an iPhone show. You got to – it's the leftovers. You got to be paying attention. You know, yeah. Otherwise, you're going to miss the subtleties and all this stuff. American Horror Story is an iPhone show. It really is. It really. I don't know what that means. I mean, you're on your iPhone, yeah, or you're watching. It means it on you can you can screw around on the internet. You can check your tweets. Okay. Don't have to pay super close attention. Well, it's funny. Like I have been also. I just got started watching the affair. Don't spoil anything. I'm good just show. Very just good started show. watching it. Yes. Yeah. Which also has Mayor Winningham in it, actually, in a dramatically different role. Um, but it's like, oh, and that's a show you pay attention to. Like, there's like subtleties and nuance. Like, no subtleties on American Horror Story. No, no subtleties. Nuance. No yeah. subtleties. No nuance. So we will try and deliver a final American Horror Story podcast that is lacking both subtlety and nuance <laughs> ourselves. So yes, welcome back, everybody. We're doing this. I'm Josh Wigger. That's Stephen Fish back. We didn't even uh, introduce ourselves. No uh, introductions necessary. No. If you're if you're listening to this one podcast, you know who we are. Yeah. Yeah, because five of you are still along for the ride. This yeah. is for you, five. Yeah. Uh, yes, and welcome to to part three of Stephen Fishback's post-Survivor retrospective. This is the part where he <laughs> yeah. details how he was so depressed and needing to podcast that he chose to podcast about the worst possible show. Yeah, I have nothing to talk about, so why not talk about the worst? <laughs> so we'll go into detail into where Stephen's head was at during that stretch of time when he made that decision. <laughs> uh, no, how are you doing, Stephen? I haven't seen or talked to you in forever since I saw you in L.A. for finale week. We have nothing to talk about anymore. That we're done. It's over. Yeah. yeah. Life's um, good. Things are okay. Things are good. How are you doing? What's going on with you? Um, not much. I came back from Japan. Japan was a delightful adventure. Yes, I haven't seen. I saw you. I think like the day before you left for Japan. Yeah, you saw me the day before I left for Japan. You and I saw Star Wars together that morning. Oh, that was a, a wonderful, magical morning. Yeah. Have you and seen then, Star Wars since, or just the once? I, I just the once. You, you, just, you see? Oh, you saw it again that day. Yeah, I saw it again that night. That's hardcore. I know. I've been craving round three, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Um, and and Japan was great. Japan was great. Asia is a fantastic place. I want to live there, but I'm not going to. Uh, their toilets are terrific. The heating toilets. Oh my god, the heated toilets are so great. Uh, there's so many reasons why those toilets are great, but it gets into graphic detail, and we don't need to go there. But it j- makes you wonder why. You know why we're not leading the way? Like it makes you question our nation that we're not leading the way in toilet technology. It really feels like something that you know the USA could do well. It would be it would be nice if we could at least import some of those fairly yeah. regularly. I mean, like just like the average person in Japan, if it's not the squatty potty situation, although that's fairly common in in uh, public spaces, right? Uh, but the but the standard toilet there is better than our best. 
Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really so is. It's, it's a it's yeah. a good time. So that's that's what my life has been like. I've just been regretting not having solid toilets here in America since then. <laughs> uh, and I've been I've been thinking about American Horror Story like for five minutes uh, since uh, since since then. Was you? I mean, you had to watch the episodes. So I had you to were, watch like, the for, episodes, but for like 100 minutes, you were not even thinking about it while <laughs> pretty, you were watching. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, I finished my my final recaps for Mashable. That is done, uh, and now we're going to put this podcast to bed. You hadn't even really been watching it until fairly recently, right? Like you you were behind by so many episodes that I think you texted me like, "How many do we have?" Yeah, I like, know, there's I, only three, and you're like, "Oh my god, I thought it was the hundred. I thought I thought we might be dealing with like a twenty six episode season, <laughs> um, and which but I was not. Had we not had this podcast was my inspiration to continue watching because had this not been the case, like had we not had this, uh, you know, to do, I you would have dropped. I would have dropped. Yeah, and you know what? I feel like I would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of. So where where were we when we left off? I think that there I mean, were the last one was the 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 Ten Commandments killer episode where John Lowe. I think that's right. right no, we had Lowe? we had one more past that. I think. Oh. We had one more past that. We had the we had the episode where Will Drake uh, was finally killed, where Ramona Royale kills him, and that's where we'd left off. And we wait. No, I don't think so. I because I only watched that. I mean, if we had that episode, uh, I had not watched it when we talked about it because I just watched. It. You're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we did that one. I just watched that one. Uh, I think if we look back in the history books, I think we're going to see that. Yeah, we podcasted about it, and you just made up shit as you went, and that probably is as close to wow. accurate analysis of this show as it's going to get anyway. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty good. You know, listen. You had a lot going on. You were about to go to the Survivor finale. Life Are was busy. sure. I really like. I don't know if we should get into like a he said she said of this. But <laughs> well, I... well, let me. All right. You filibuster while I. Look. Do you okay. just, just talk about random nonsense and I am going to do the research really quickly. So it's it's uh it's you know uh, one week till my birthday. Is it really? Uh, um yeah, it's You're my, a January guy? It's my birthday. Oh, yeah, when's birthday? your birthday? I'm a March baby. March uh, baby. I actually can't hear or think about the words birthday um without saying uh it's your birthday. It's your birthday. Um, and, and I'm looking at the, uh, post-show recaps category of American Horror Story, oh and God, I'm proved right. absolutely right. Wow. I, I should just trust your instincts before I trust mine. <sighs> just generally speaking. God. All right, Steve. Fishback is right! You <laughs> got it. You got it. Like, yeah. Just another reason why I was always replacement-level Fishback at best. <laughs> yeah. Even on, even on my show, even the number on my show you've got the facts right. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so we've been... It's been since December 4th. I yeah. really thought that we had recorded that. Is it possible that we recorded it and I didn't post it? Probably not at this point. really want to assure you that I did not talk about that <laughs> Okay. I've never seen that. Um, Maybe I but, was talking to uh, the second Stephen Fishback. Uh, well, a we second version of Fishback. We watched that episode, up. and that was the one where we bailed. So that may be where your confusion is. That's that was right, that's w- right. where we were going to podcast it, yes. and like we both were like, nah, busy. Really busy. And I think that's a testament to where this season started going. I mean, they yeah. really dragged out the Ten Commandments killer thing for a very long time. And by the time that it paid off, I thought it was a good episode, but it was just, you know, the following following episode was just kind of like meh whatever yeah, they, they didn't really it felt like the last four episodes were just like wrapping stuff up you yes. know it felt like they had they create like you know it's like the whole ryan murphy let's throw a lot of stuff at the wall and the first two-thirds of the season they did that and then the last third they're like well i guess we got to pay all that stuff off like yeah. laboriously and that was my sort of like key takeaway from 
certainly the last three episodes was just that it was all like here now there's this thing we're wrapping up now there's this thing now there's this thing and they kind of like went through it almost point by point by point yeah i think that how i would describe it is it's like yeah we've thrown a lot of stuff at the wall but rather than let's pay it off it was kind of like oh we got to clean that up right right, just threw a ton of crap at the wall and that wall looks gross and we got to mop up as much (laughs) of it as we can yeah and like there's still going to be like specks of nastiness that are still left behind because you can never clean all that up uh but like and, and i think like for example like the vampire kids what was what what was the deal with the vampire kids in the long run? Just so that they could be eaten by Ramona Royale? There was really no payoff to that. Yes, um, exactly. And that was exactly the kind of thing. It's like, well, we've created. I mean, we sort of talked about this as the season was going on. Like, they've created all this stuff in this world. Like, how's it all going to come together? And the answer is, it isn't. No, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to even. You no, know, we got these kids. Uh, let's uh, throw them in a dark room. It was like the you know, I mean, it was like the oubliette of American Horror Story. Right, let's just throw that character in that room. It was very, it was very upsetting. I was really hoping for some payoff there. Like, I thought that it was going to be L.A. is overrun by vampire babies, and it was not to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, yeah, there's like a weird face off with the vampire kids, and there's some like kind of like weird nod to oh, they've got measles, like. You know, anti you know anti vaxxers. You guys still suck. So it was just like you know, it was just all all over the place. So what was the process of binging these final four like, as opposed to having to wait week to week to week? You liked this a little bit more, and the fact that you were just able to get it done in one chunk. I liked it because I could tune it out. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I said, like I just think if you're like staring at it, watching it, like to you know take notes. I mean, well, you have to do this right every every week. You yeah, gotta, I do. Gotta, like I transcribe the episode as I go, pretty much. And so you have, and you're you got to like think of themes and and that kind of thing. I, I guess I should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I should try. Uh, yeah. But I've been trying to think of what the theme of this season was. You know, I've been trying to wrap it up in yeah. a bow in my mind, and I'm really kind of coming up empty. Uh, I know I that think it's addiction. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, that's sort of the even with love, though, like there were so many heavy handed in the last couple episodes, like love is like a, a addiction, you know, just like any oh, sorry, What were you going to say? No, no, absolutely. I think that that's that's where it went. I don't know how how well it, it felt like it paid off, but I yeah. think that that's definitely where they were going to the extent that they have Sally is like addicted to social media. And that yeah. is, you know, a, a lesser of two evils when it comes to that or killing people as a ghost. So I guess it really is the addiction thing in the end. But with some characters, I I don't know how well it landed. Like, I don't know how well it landed for Lady Gaga. I don't know if I have a read on what her arc was overall. Yeah. Well, um, so can, we, can you just recap quickly for me? Like, because I reached a point where I was like, is she alive? Is she dead? Like, well, how did she die? Okay, so she totally died. She, um, she, talk about like cleaning shit off the wall is how they handled the Countess's exit. Uh, the Countess was, uh, she was gonna run away with Finn Wittrock 2. Uh, then Donovan killed Finn Wittrock 2, unbeknownst to the Countess. The Countess killed Finn Wittrock 2's lover. Then Donovan shows up to tell the Countess, I killed Finn Wittrock 2. Now you should kill me. And the Countess was like, oh, but this means that you actually love me so much that you want me to kill you. So let's be together and life is gonna be great. And then Kathy Bates and Liz Taylor came in and tried to assassinate her. And little did they know that Donovan was there. So they accidentally assassinate Donovan, but they let Donovan die outside of the hotel. So we're not going to get any ghost Matt Bomer, which is kind of a Bomer kill. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Lady Gaga sneaks off and she's getting healed. She's getting nursed back to health by hypodermic Sally. Uh, she hypodermic Sally basically says, like, you're going to you're going to be my best friend forever. And I'm going right. to make you kill uh, John. 
John Lowe, and it's going right. to be great, and that's going to be really good for me. And also, you should eat some of your vampire kids. And Lady Gaga's like, I don't want to eat my vampire kids, but she totally eats her vampire kids anyway, so she makes that kind of moral sacrifice. Right. Then she's nursed back to health. She goes back to her penthouse suite, and Ramona Royale is there to kill her because Ramona Royale has been given orders by James March to kill Lady Gaga so that Lady Gaga becomes a ghost and is his forever. Uh, and she's about to do it, but she doesn't do it because Lady Gaga could, uh, decides to seduce Ramona Royale, and apparently it works. And they have sex instead of getting into a fight. And Lady Gaga leaves the sexy times and is about to leave the hotel. And then John Lowe shows up and cuts her head off and kills her. Wait, he cut her head off? Yeah, he he, ki- he kills her, he shoots her. Oh, and right, then... she's the killer that he... Right, right, yeah, right. Then... That was a major plot point, and I just... Because we all thought yeah. that he was going to kill himself as the last, like, you need, like, the head of a murderer, but it turned out... No, he just ends up arbitrarily killing Lady Gaga, a character he had absolutely no interaction with. For the Tenth of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not murder. Yeah, to kill the killers. Uh... Is it murder? Like, Because I always thought murder was, like, a legal definition. Is it? Th- I think it's thou shalt not kill. I thought I've always said thou shalt not kill. Yeah, yeah. Thou shalt not making a murderer. It's an interesting. Yeah, thou shalt not make a murderer. Um, uh, so yeah, that's how that's how the countess dies. And I, I was, really like Bomer kill. I like that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a good. Is that is that original to this this right? I think now? it just yeah, it just came out. I just I'm sure somebody else has said Bomer kill before. That's be that. probably rarely because you know that doesn't happen very often where Matt Bomer is involved. Uh, but yeah, that's how the countess dies, and that was it was so. It was so convoluted, yeah. even just reliving it, I feel like I remember it in vivid detail because I was so confused by it. That they had so many different opportunities to have the Countess die that they just chose John Lowe to be the character to kill her off. You know, someone who has absolutely no meaning to her character whatsoever. Uh, but that's how she dies. Then she becomes a ghost. And that's the penultimate episode. And she only shows up one or two more times in the finale. She, right, she has dinner with James March, and that may be right. the last in that in that same episode, right? Right. As a ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she has ghost dinner with James March, and then she shows up in the finale to kill Liz Taylor, uh, to turn Liz Taylor into a ghost, as Liz Taylor wants. And then she shows up at the very, very end to compliment somebody's jawline for days. And she showed up at the Golden Globes. And she did. And she won. That is unbelievable. Isn't that, that crazy? That single-handedly undoes the Golden Globes. <laughs> that's the one? That's what, that's what tips it over she the edge? was like – there were moments when we found her passable. But like did, would you – No. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to finish what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, I, I mean even like you say, like Dennis uh, – Dennis, what's his name? Dennis O'Hare. Yeah. O'Hare. He yeah. was phenomenal. He, he should have won for best actress. Well, I don't know if he would qualify, okay. uh, but he would. You know, he was terrific. I think that he's probably the only actor this season that I would say is worth being in the conversation uh, yeah. for an award for this season. Although Evan Peters was terrific as well. Evan Peters was terrific, but not in like an awardy way. Probably, kind of, probably yeah. not. It's like the mustache twirling, like dastardly kind of thing he had going. But on. I mean, we say that, and then Lady Gaga won an award. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's right. I guess there's no metric. For it was the- already strange uh, that she was nominated for it, and the fact that she won uh, best uh, best performance by an actress in a limited series or a motion picture made for television at the Golden Globes against the likes of Queen Latifah for Bessie, Kirsten Dunst for Fargo, Sarah Hay for Flesh and Bone, and Felicity Huffman for American Crime. Uh, how much of those shows or movies for TV did you see? Any? I saw Fargo, and I thought Kirsten Dunst was great. It was yes. probably the best thing she's ever done. Like uh, I, I haven't seen the others, but I I saw Fargo as well, and you could upvote Kirsten Dunst every day of the week over Lady Gaga. Yeah, uh, I'm with. I stand with Leo on the sort of you know weird eyebrows he made at her. <laughs> 
but didn't, didn't oh he had a great night it was, we don't have to pick apart what, what he had going for him yeah but it was yeah. very it was very strange i think that at, at her best you and i said that lady gaga's lady gaga-ness was fun to have on american horror story right. um but best actress i don't know about yeah. that yeah uh so yeah that's that's her that's her character arc she's she's destined to be a ghost lingering at the hotel cortez is that satisfying to you on any level uh, it was interesting too to me. I'm going to sort of deflect that question. Um, <laughs> that this, uh, the last episode or last two episodes, more, you know, sort of the last couple episodes were very into the American horror story uh, mythology, right? right. So, yes. like, you had Queenie show up from season three, you had um, the psychic show up. Yeah, Billy uh, Dean Howard. Billy Dean, ah! right. Um, and just some terrible, like, you may be a witch. But I'm a ghost. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess James. Who says that to Queenie? Whoever yeah. kills Queenie. It's uh, James Patrick March uh, shows up to kill Queenie, and I guess we we get the answer of like that version of rock paper scissors. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's ghost, exactly. Ghost that's what it felt like. It was yeah. like it felt like they were like we need to like set some boundaries yeah. here. Who's who really wins in the witch versus ghost versus vampire contest? Yeah, uh, ghost kills witch. Witch kills vampire. I don't know who vampire kills. People. Yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. Uh, the scariest monsters of all. Indeed. So yeah. So there were there were a lot of callbacks to past horror stories. Yeah. Um, so was it satisfying that Lady Gaga ends up as a ghost? I mean, I guess kind of everybody ends up as a ghost, right? Except everyone is a ghost or a vampire by the end, except uh, John Lowe's daughter. Yeah, that's pretty much it. She's the only one who comes out of this unscathed. And unscathed is probably a generous interpretation, considering she has to spend uh, every Halloween's Eve. Hanging out at Murder House Hotel. She seems pretty well adjusted, I gotta be honest, for given given what she's been through. Yeah, but that scares me. Like I feel like <laughs> you know, anyone who's that who seems that stable, like I feel like you could build a season of American Horror Story around in the future. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, she's got she's got uh she's got tendencies from her from her parents, both of them seem a little psychotic. Those are the people who raised her. I'd be nervous. She's the ultimate McDermott. <laughs> yes, that's how yeah. it turned out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's, you know, whatever. It's Lady Gaga, that's the way Lady Gaga goes. What are you going to do? Uh, let's, let's talk through some other endings for some of these characters. The finale is very Liz Taylor heavy. Yes. Um, we had kind of talked about it whenever we last recorded, several weeks ago, many, many moons before. Uh, could we see the show going in a direction where Liz Taylor is like kind of like the Ripley or some sort of, you know, strong female lead who's going to rule the day and save the day? And it started kind of veering in that direction a little bit. Um, what did you think of Liz Taylor being kind of at the, at the center of the show in its final hour? Did you like that? Yeah, I did like it. You know, well, I mean, partially because Dennis Lehane, did I keep saying Lehane? Dennis, Dennis Lehane, O'Hare. I think is the writer. Yeah, he's a writer, yeah. right? Exactly. He's like a crime writer, right? Yes. Like Dennis O'Hare, uh, I think partly because Dennis O'Hare is so good. I liked that the way that he kind of, you know, there was a lot of emotion and, and emotional nuance in his performance, and I thought that that was he kind of really took over, and that's almost the way I felt that the, it was just like he had the best energy, the most interest, and that's kind of the way I felt like the like the the narrative of the season went. It wasn't like we've set up these narrative threads that we now need to tie together. It was like this character is kind of doing it for me. Let's write more about him yeah. or her, more about her, and so uh, I that I enjoyed it. You know, but I do think it kind of defies like the kind of neat like we're all happy here together. Uh, you know, conclusion of everybody. It did sort of defy, um, you know, 
kind of the, the, the brutalness of early American horror. I guess they, that's the end of Murder House, right? Is, you know, the happiest ghosts are the ghost families who stay together. It kind of had like a Murder House uh, end. Yeah. Well, skipping ahead a little bit, we, we, asked, uh, we asked some of you guys for your questions before we recorded this. And we got one in from Ryan LeBlanc, who had a, who had a note about that very idea. And this is getting into spoilers for all of the American Horror Stories. Uh, Ryan wrote in, how do you feel about the fact that every season of a show titled American Horror Story essentially wraps up with a happy ending? Yeah. Season one, the Harmons overcome their differences in death and help bring some peace to the house. Season two, Kit and his wife get their happily ever after, while Lana ultimately survives and vanquishes is Bloody Face 2.0. Season 3, The True Supreme rises and the coven goes public, re- receiving a record number of applications. And Season 4, Elsa finally finds peace in death and quote-unquote lives happily ever after with her freaks in the afterlife. Um, so yeah, I guess you could add this to the list of in its way, this was a happy ending for most of these people. I didn't feel like Season 2 had a necessary... I mean, I get that there was like a, a narrative conclusion that had, was satisfactory in some ways, but like... You know, like it was pretty brutal the way that the season two ended, wasn't it? I, mean, I feel uh, like the the Kit ending and uh, Jessica yeah. Lang's ending, like those were about as happy as you're gonna get. Yeah. Uh, and then the Lana ending is, yeah, Lana survives, but she not only, you know, to say she vanquishes Bloody Face 2.0 is kind of coloring over the she vanquishes her own demon child. And wasn't Kit? Doesn't one of his wives like die, like? go crazy and take an axe to the other one yeah i think that did happen i don't know if it's like a happy <laughs> i do think that happened yeah uh but he like his kids were great and then he got abducted by aliens so that right. that's got to be fun right right but I, there is something to that where it's like this is a show that's supposed to like plumb the depths of our you know of our like deepest fears and psyches and then like ultimately we just kind of want to tie it up with a bow but i mean even like a happy ending on a show like this has to involve uh serial killer john lowe hanging out with all the other ghost serial killers and <laughs> yeah. scaring the living daylights out of uh the first sarah paulson well i do think there's something to it where it feels very silly and consequenceless you know in a way that like at least for me, the first season and maybe the first two seasons were like really freaking terrifying. Uh-huh. This by the end, it's like okay, now he kills him, and now he kills him, and now he's a ghost, and he'll be here forever. And he's right. happy as a as a dead ghost. Like there was no real consequences for anyone. In fact, like either you were killed in the hotel and got to like hang out forever with all your friends, or you were killed outside the hotel and got to be freed from the hotel. So it was like there was no, you know, what there was nothing really bad that could happen to anybody right. except getting eaten, I guess, by Ramona Royale. <laughs> That's not great. You yeah. don't want to have that happen to you. But yeah, I mean, I guess like the the saddest ending or the most tragic ending might be John Lowe who dies just, you know, feet away from the hotel and is trying to crawl back into the hotel, but he even gets one night a year. Yeah, he gets his he gets his night. That's yeah. exactly right. Like he doesn't get to live forever there, but he uh you know, he still get, he still become the greatest serial killer of all, I guess, yeah. which is sort of as he's pronounced. Uh, so, so I think he like wins in that way. Yeah. Did you? What did you think of the fact that they kind of just yada yada through the John Lowe story? Because John Lowe, he he finds out he's the Ten Commandments killer. Then he decides to you know go run away with his family, and he's on the run. And we don't see any of that until the finale. He just kind of shows up as a ghost and gives us his ghost flashback. Yeah. Well, in fact, there was like a scene in an earlier episode where he's like, "Take me to my family." To- yeah. To uh, March, right? Or to whomever it was. To um, Yeah, I think it was to March or maybe it was to... It was to March and Sally. I don't yeah. remember who it was most directed at. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was like... And then that never happened. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it uh, presumably happened off screen, right. but there was no, you know, there was no meal made out of it on the show, and it seemed like things were building to a point where, you know, March wanted to use Lowe for other nefarious purposes, right. and didn't seem that rubbed wrong by the fact that Lowe just slips out. Yeah, and, um, you know, Sally was going to kill him, and she's like, okay, whatever. Well, then she found Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And Instagram. <laughs> That is that's 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 the lesson. That What's the what are we supposed to take away from that? Like, is was that a an endorsement of social media? Yeah, I couldn't. I was wondering the same thing. Like, that, what do you think? Is that yeah? Because you could you could cut it either way. Like, either on the one hand, it's like this is the new heroin, or it's like this is like helping us channel our negative impulses positively. Right. I think it's you know it could it could cut both ways. It's so easy to see like the cynical read of social media of how that's you know uh, creating distance between people and you know limiting human interaction, and you're just looking at your phone and you're not even bothering to watch the finer details of American Horror Story Hotel. Yeah, uh, you yeah, know? So, you know, there's, you know, there's certainly that read. But then, of course, there's the read of, you know, how social media can bring people together and how you can find friends and family who maybe are not necessarily in your day to day life. And you can grow communities that way. Certainly people who uh, we've encountered, even you and I, Stephen, in our social media lives. No. Not you. <laughs> no, yeah, very true. It's very you true. You know, so I think I think that you know it's it definitely seems to be the the happier ending, and I think especially if you're a ghost who can't leave your hotel ever, uh, this is a more productive way of uh, channeling your your frustrations than uh, just killing yeah. people. All the time. I mean the the sort of like group being like, okay, we don't need to kill after all. It was just seemed like ho like. Uh, you know, James March giving the lecture about not killing was right. a little bit weird. It was a surprise. But, I mean, I think for him, you know, he'd been dead for getting close to 100 years, uh, recognizes that if everybody just keeps killing people, they are not going to be able to keep the hotel open, and then they're going to move on to wherever the heck they go next. Nobody knows. Nobody wants to find out. So let's just, you know, play the long game. And the long game for him is 10 years, and 10 years is probably like – a year in ghost time. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, though. I mean, it was like like the, the get it, getting historical status was sort of like the ultimate goal for yeah, them. We want to be a landmark. Yeah, uh, yeah. So twenty twenty six is when they can start killing again. Uh, American Horror Story, no chance it's still around in twenty twenty six. But <laughs> no. if they do like the resurrected series, like if they do the you know let's bring back uh, Full House, let's bring back American Horror Story House. Oh uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, Fuller Horror Story. Yeah, it'll um, all be digital. Yeah, so you we know, can do that in twenty real actors. Yeah, somebody remember to email Ryan Murphy about that in a couple of years. That that would be a that would be a good thing. Yeah. Um, you talked a, a, a bit about the callbacks to to past seasons. Let's can we just dig in a little bit on why bring queenie back only to like kill her well doesn't that mean doesn't that feel mean-spirited to you know we don't really typically bring characters back from previous seasons we tend to let those stories lie and we're just gonna bring queenie back so that she can freaking die at the hotel cortez yeah that was really i thought that was really weird because it was it was like a fun callback but then there was like almost no like there was no it didn't it didn't feel like queenie needed to go of all people my yeah, god that was so queenie. sad she suffered enough. She suffered so much. Um, but I, I almost felt like that was, like, you know, it was like, well, you know, Gabby wants to, you know, walk on. Like, let's write her in. Right. You know, it was like kind of, it felt so haphazard. Yeah. 
Uh, and then I think the bigger one that a lot of people are, are still talking about is the fact that Sarah Paulson, who's obviously a part of horror right. story throughout the season as hypodermic Sally, uh, is, you know, her Sally story is wrapped up super fast. And yeah. then suddenly she's back to playing Billy Dean Howard, her character from season one, the medium who can speak to ghosts. And she's, you know, one of the most important players in the finale. Yes, like a fundamental part of, you know, John Lowe's story in the, in the finale and kind of like the the impetus for him to come back and and you know, like be involved at all. Yeah, what did you what did you think of that? That seems it seems like such a strange choice. Uh to it's almost it felt to me almost like an admission of, you know, like we didn't really give Sarah Paulson enough to do this. We should, <laughs> we should bring back one of her more interesting. Yeah. Well, it's, it was fun like when she we first saw her and I was like, "Wait, I'm Sally Sally, Sally really queen up. up." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But um, then shortly thereafter, it was like, oh, okay, like, I'll go with this. Where are you going with this? And then it kind of went nowhere. Like, there was no point to her. Like, they introduced her just to scare her off. Uh Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Yeah, just to, you know, show John Lowe is good with the Demon Knight hangout. Right. I guess it really was just to do. But they could have had that without her. Like, that was, you know. They could have just had some random schmohawk. But it seems like Horror Story is bending those rules more. You know, we have two Finn Wittrocks this season. Right. We have two Sarah Paulsons this season. We have the return of the real estate agent. We have the return of Queenie. Um, Do you think that this is something we'll see more of as the show is moving on, that they're feeling more comfortable just kind of playing with the rules and playing with its own history? Slash, do you like that? I mean, it's like it does. It does kind of have the sense of like Ryan Murphy is bored, you know. And it's like, what what's like some new thing we can do? Like, you know, we've sort of like upended all of the rules of traditional television. Like now, let's like even upend the rules of our own little universe, or like let's kind of like you know break the break the narrative boundaries a little bit more. And like, isn't that fun and interesting? Yeah. Um, so probably right. Like probably if there is another one, it'll be like super meta meta narrative. Yeah. Um, what what is there another one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to do more. Do what it. is it? Uh, they, they haven't announced what it is. Um, John Landgraf, who's the head of FX, he was at uh, the TCA, uh, TCA press tour this past week, and he said season six, all he would reveal is season six is set in the present with echoes of the past. It's set in two time periods, but principally in the present. Interesting. Not uh, a lot to go on. Uh, this is what Ryan Murphy has to say about it. Uh, the next thing we're crafting up is very, very different than a hotel. Not smaller, um, but just not opulent. More rogue and more dark. Oh. And he has asked Gaga to join the other. No, uh, I don't so, want and, that. Oh, nobody wants that. <laughs> no, you, well, you know Gaga probably. And the, and the Hollywood Foreign Press wants that. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've Listen, she must have had fun, and that's great, but I just feel like you, you have Gaga on once, and I don't think you need Gaga. But you know, I think that's it. Like you said, she's had fun, and that's great. I feel like it is kind of like Rat pack You know, it's yeah. like they're all just sort of like showing up in the movie and be like, hey, let's make a movie. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but what are you going to do? What do you think about the fact that there was never any Jessica Lange? I was kind of holding out hope. Were you surprised, or is this about what you expected? I kind of expected it. I mean, you can't help but yearn for Jessica Lange, you know, no matter who you are or what your situation in life. Um, But I think that, you know, I I was was not surprised. You thought that you thought there was going to be. I kind of thought that there would be some sort of, you know, final Jessica Lange appearance here. I thought that, you know, with all the callbacks to Murder House, I thought it could have been a cool opportunity to see Constance or somebody like that. Or, you know, they have Queenie show up only to die. Like, is there going to be any sighting of I guess she's dead at that point. 
So I don't know. You know, I just I would have liked to have seen her. I know a lot of people were a little fed up with Jessica Lange at that point, and uh, too much of the same thing. Yeah, but I I could have done with like a final episode cameo. I think would have been. I I just feel like she's so intense that like one episode she's gonna like take over the whole episode. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's start wrapping up. Let's get into some some questions from people. This is less of a question and more of a statement from Matt Lagory, who said that this podcast is the reason I have trust issues. (laughs) <laughs> which i just thought, I thought this is podcast horror story where yeah. it's all about abandonment yeah yeah <laughs> that's the theme of this podcast yeah uh so we've not abandoned you we we got we got one more for you matt matt was very very uh eager to to hear our take on horror story that's so nice probably you disappointing but what are you gonna do one other thing i want to say is some yeah. of the lines in this show are so bad like uh-huh. so bad they're great you know <laughs> yeah Give me some examples. I mean, like, you may be a witch, but I'm a ghost is got to be one of the most ridiculous lines. Yeah. Uh, I want I that as a tattoo. This is my first, uh, my favorite. Uh, kill me, but screw me first. <laughs> yeah. The Countess talking to Ramona Royale. Yeah. Uh, that's really that's really up there. Someone wrote that. Someone typed that out on the page. Yeah, and then they decided that it sounded good coming out of uh, Lady Gaga's mouth, and they yeah. kept it in the edit. And like this whole re- elaborate revenge narrative that has been been being cocked up since the very beginning. Cocked up? Yeah, you can say it. It's fine. We're good. Um, since the very beginning of the season is like just eh, you know what? they're gonna bang instead. Yeah, and we I don't like even to- see them banging. <laughs> yeah, and we just like see Gaga like walk out, and we're like, is Ramona Royal dead? Yeah, like, what just happened in there? Yeah, it took a long time for me to figure out what had happened to Ramona Royale because she. We, you're right. We don't see we don't see the banging. We don't see any murder or anything like that. But then she shows up in the next episode, and it takes a long time for her to really have anything resembling a speaking part. And you don't realize that she is still a vampire um, until you know like three quarters of the way into the finale. Uh, that was a little strange. That was a little strange to me. Here's a question from Corey Bettle, who says, "Who do we want to see come back next season, and who would we prefer to never see again?" All well, right, I think so we give, give me the second half, right? Give give me three people who have to come back, and then give me three people who you are done seeing on American Heart. I will definitely want to see more Dennis O'Hare. Yeah. Love Dennis O'Hare. Um, I thought, you know, certainly. Um, oh my God, uh, Ramona Royale, who's the actress? Who oh, played? Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Certainly, Angela Bassett has a lot of that like phenomenal uh energy um and you know what i'm a, i'm a, i'm gonna say kathy bates so or you know what i i really like matt bomer he's so handsome yeah that it's just he's just great to look at so not a bomer kill a bomer resurrection yeah like bring yeah. back the bomer okay bring back the bomer is definitely something that i can get behind uh who are you who are you done with who are you over i think we could both agree lady gaga off the list I've never been that much of a Finn Wittrock fan either. I know some people love him. Yeah. I just thought, like, I, I always feel like he's overdoing it. You well, know? They already, he already has played, like, 17 characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So we, could, we, could, we could stand to put him you know, on this. No, if, if you are a Finn Wittrock fan, this is not a, a judgment. You know, you, I, I'm, I embrace the fact that America yeah. is filled with a diversity of opinions, but I have never been a big fan. Yeah, yeah. You, liked, uh, you said you like Dandy's hair. I did like Dandy's hair. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the most you've ever liked Finn Wittrock. That accent, you know, he was like both both Finn Wittrock characters. I, you know, I was a big fan of Finn Wittrock too. But even so, like that accent as Valentino was so bad. What about you? Give me uh, three and two. Uh, yeah, I will. I will co-sign um, your top list. I would. I would throw Evan Peters on there. I'm never. Gonna oh yeah, be Evan, Peters, Evan Peters. Sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm done on Lady Gaga and. I guess I'm probably, uh, for the time being, maybe I could take a break on Sarah Paulson. 
You know, I yeah. think, I feel like Sarah Paulson this this past season they really did not know what to do with her and they really didn't give her much of a story and maybe if she takes a seat she'll come back with a much better character at some point down the line. But it's not like she was always in horror story. She was barely in season 1 and yeah. then she's been a staple ever since and I think that, you know, maybe she could go the way of Lang for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I hope that I'm not saying this and if she's listening giving her like the sad tears face that Hypodermic Sally always has, but well, uh, what about Cheyenne Jackson? You know, Cheyenne Jackson. I feel like I would kind of be okay with him coming back as long as they actually gave him something to do. Didn't really have a part. He didn't really have a part this season. Yeah. I mean, Ghost Will Drake was actually kind of fun. Yeah, that was fun, but yeah. you know, sort of pointless. But he was, you know, the best version of that character by far. Who was your favorite murdered? You know, favorite like you know they would have like the people show like the lumberjacks show up or murdered like you know the the hipsters showed up. Who's your favorite? I like the hipsters. Guests? I thought the hipsters were great. I like the hipsters too. I thought the hipsters were great. I liked the cat food pate. I thought was good. Yeah, that was a great. That was, that was pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's who I would say ought to come back. And I'm firmly in the camp of uh, of Evan Peters returning. I feel th- I feel like this could be Evan Peters could be the new Jessica Lang. Just always have Evan Peters in place. All the time. Uh, well, he's been that though, right? Yeah. Like he's not. Isn't that? Has he hasn't missed any? Has I just want to just have him be the lead character next season. <laughs> I want him to have his dream of American Horror Story space. Doesn't sound like that's where we're going. <laughs> that actually would be a really be good. good one. It would be like good. that in terms of like horror genres that this season that this show hasn't even come close to touching. Like space is is definitely one of them. All right, this was another question. Ryan LeBlanc says this isn't really so much about the plot of the show, but you've stated in previous episodes that we were essentially seeing Lady Gaga playing Lady Gaga. Based yeah. on that, do you have any thoughts, reactions to her recent win at the Globes? Okay, so we talked about that, and yeah, our reactions are why? How did that happen? <laughs> Yes, yes. Shock, yes. shock and horror. Yeah. Uh, this is from Michael Bradley Block, who wrote in and said, uh, I was hoping, this is a question about uh, actors playing two roles in a single season. I was hoping that there would be a reason, but alas, doesn't this break the rules of the world? Um, are, you're not that offended by it. How do you ultimately feel about it? I mean, I, given that it's American Horror, like, I would not like this on, on any other show. Uh-huh. You know, I, but but uh, I think that... You know, this whole show is so campy and so ridiculous and has such like a big wink to the audience that like having, you know, favorites come back. It's not like you're going to be like, what? Like, how could they? The narrative integrity is, has been fractured. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, Umberto says, do you think that they were trying to recreate the asylum finale but failed in the hotel finale? Do you think that you that's what? what they were I going think for? That's, that's not a bad or like it felt like a combination of asylum and, and, and murder house. You yeah. Know, like murder house to me really was, it really reminded me of murder house a lot where you know you have all the ghosts having christmas together you know um but you know and in this really similar here you've got all these ghosts who are just like they've all found love in their own way they're all best friends yeah um but you know i, I definitely think there's like strong overtones of asylum as well um this is from jorge alvarado last question just a general question for you guys that watched the season i stopped watching halfway through freak show last season was this new season worth it to watch. All right, so the so we're we're closing the book on wow. Hotel Stephen. Uh, what do we think? Was this season of American Horror Story worth slogging through? No. <laughs> Would you agree with that? I will not. I will unless it's like unless there's a really compelling premise. I will probably not be tuning in uh, for future American. Very Horror sad. Movies. Very sad to hear that. What about you? But what, what what what's the what's the turn for you? Because you came into to this podcast appreciating what American Horror Story can do. Where did it lose you? You think? I don't know. I, I liked episode one. I think I, I don't remember. I, I, I think even, even very early on, I found it a little bit. It was a little bit too 
two. I liked episode one. I thought it just got like kind of like random and sort of haphazard. Like, and you think even it. just for like diehard American Horror Story fans, would you expect that most people would agree that this was just you know kind of whatever? I think I do think that, and and you know when I've read when I've looked online, a lot of people have been like the best and worst. But I think a lot of people do like it because of its campiness. You know, you if you're gonna watch it because like this awesome like red and ridiculous Lady Gaga outfit, if you're gonna watch it because you like the dialogue that's so bad it's good. You know, like there's like an audience that is that audience that is not me, but um, I think there's definitely that is like a, a big part of it. What do you think? What, yeah, what's no, your, no, I stop, you know stop throwing me under the bus. I'm here. not throwing you under the bus. I agree with you. I I think that you know I I was really high on this season for a while, and then I feel like it just slowed down in the past few episodes uh and it really did just start cleaning things up and tying threads together in ways that felt really just you know written in five minutes and thrown onto the screen um and that's you know that's a big part of the appeal of the show is just how spontaneous and unexpected and ridiculous the show can get but i just felt you know towards the end i just wanted things to come together a little bit more than they did and i don't really know what it comes down to if that's a if that's a writing thing or if you know if the energy just wasn't there this season uh how much of this comes down to you know when you've got you know someone as recognizably central to the show as jessica lang and now she's suddenly gone right. um was that was that a big part i'm not really sure i don't i don't know what it comes down to but for me hotel was just a little too scatterbrained in the end i mean i didn't go all the way through freak show uh my instinct tells me that freak show is still worse than hotel just based on on (laughs) what i did see uh but i wouldn't put hotel above any of the first three seasons well i have a question for you um it's unrelated to the things we were just talking about is the addiction demon james march like what what is that i don't think we ever got an answer on because he says like if you do something wrong i know how to keep you in line to it's, sally yeah, and, to, and then you get a shot of the addiction demon it seemed like the addiction thing was under his control yeah uh, but never really identified in terms of what it was this is this is how wikipedia describes the addiction demon the addiction demon is a creature with no facial features who wields a drill bit instrument that's a kind way of putting it, uh, that he used to violently sodomize people. He is a quote-unquote living metaphor for addiction. He is seen torturing addicts to punish them for their addiction, one of them being Gabriel. James has vowed to protect Sally from it, given that she protects John from any dangers so he can use him as a proxy for his commandment killings. Uh, So it sounds like we never really got a firm answer. I thought it was a little bit, I mean, this was maybe just like my subconscious at play, but like, I just thought it was a little bit of a nod to Evan Peters as the leather man in season one. Oh, just like, you know, he's once again in spandex doing crazy sex things. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you could see, you could absolutely see James March in like his hyper ghost form. Uh, torturing people as the addiction demon. Like, yeah. that seems like something. He invented that costume, probably with Mrs. Evers' help, uh, and just goes around torturing people. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Uh, well, speaking of torturing people, Stephen, American Horror Story is done torturing you and I. We finished oh it. God. We did it. Wow. We made it. We made, well, feel? sort of. I mean, we didn't really. I mean, we, we really <laughs> we missed, like, three podcasts. Well, we, we died. We disappeared for a while, like Finn Wittrock won, and then we reemerged. That's yeah. right. And like, you, you, that's a great point, is that this really does capture the sort of random, haphazard nature of the season itself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You guys yeah. didn't need us. You knew what was going on as well as Steven and I did. <laughs>
Well, that was the problem, is that, like, <laughs> there wasn't really that much to talk about. It's like, so, you know, hashtag no nuance, and I really feel like maybe that should be the episode hashtag. Uh-huh. There, uh, <laughs> there's just nothing, you know, beyond what's the, you know, there's some themes to tease out, you know, but, like, nothing that it's not really aggressively, like, beating you over the head with. No, no, not really. All right, so you can give us hashtag no nuance, or hashtag bomer kill, I like this one. I like bomer kill. Yes. Let's do bomer so kill. So give us a hashtag bomer kill. Send that to Steven, at Steven Fishback. I'm at Round Howard. Steven, even though Horror Story ended up being a bit of a bomber kill this season. It was a, a, a big bomber lift to be podcasting with you every like 500 weeks. Yeah, the thrill was mine. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for allowing me to infiltrate the, the this this website. Absolutely, our pleasure. And thanks to all of you guys who listened, even though we were very erratic with our scheduling. It was really fun to do these podcasts for you guys. Hope you enjoyed them when they came out. All right, Stephen, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Talk to you soon, Josh. Bye.